Welcome back, everybody. Hello. What's going on? I hope everybody is doing super, super, super well. Um, you know, missed a couple weeks. Back to uh, back to your regular scheduled program. Um. Yeah, so not to get not to get uh super serious right right up front, but we're going to get super serious right up front. I know this is uh typically it's a pretty laid back kind of jokey podcast, but um you know, I've kind of told every story as it goes on this podcast, I've been pretty open with everybody, so I'm going to continue uh, continue that, you know, just updating everybody. Um, I don't know if, if people are listening that don't know this, um, but, you know, my wife and I, we were expecting a, a baby, and unfortunately... Um, we we lost we lost the baby um and on top of that we were moving um life just got a little busy so i took a little break uh and and here we are you know um they don't you know it's weird life is really weird because when you're growing up, you know, everybody tells you, you know, don't get pregnant, be, be careful, don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant. Then you try to get pregnant, um, and that takes time, you know. Fortunate, uh, you know, we were lucky enough that, you know, we've been going, we've been going to appointments and stuff, and, you know, part of the positive of, of all this is that, you know, there are people out there that, can't get pregnant, right? And, you know, that that really sucks. They have to pay all this money for these hormones and all these tests. And, you know, we didn't have to do that. We got got to the point where we were pregnant. Um, Unfortunately, like I said, uh, you know, they said chances are when it happens in the time frame that it did happen that it just... You know, our bodies are smart. Jenna's body is very smart and sense something wrong. You know, whether that's the the implanting or, you know, chromosome issue. And her body said, we're not going to do this to her, which I'm, you know, I, while we're super bummed, obviously, we're very, very bummed and heartbroken and. You know, it's been a lot of tears, and I, I'm kind of to the point now where I can talk about it. And you know, every day is a little bit different, but I'm at the point now where I can talk about it, and that's where I'm at. So 
that's why I'm doing this podcast. We'll get into, you know, more fun stuff, me shitting on Dan and Sternick and stuff, but I just wanted to address what happened in my life because I've done that in this podcast. I've cried on this podcast, um, and I just wanted to take everybody along, update everybody, but, um, you know, while we're super heartbroken and, uh, you know, it was a dark couple couple of weeks. Now there, it feels like there's like uh, a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Um, after all these appointments and everything, and it, it's just uh, it was tough, man. Because you know, emotionally, I was a wreck, but seeing what you know, my wife had to go through physically and just, uh, it broke me a little bit more than, you know, cause there's, there's fucking, there's fucking nothing you can do. It sucks when there's nothing you can do to make the person that you care about feel a little better. And like, you know, just, I talked with her, so she, she was fine with me, you know, talking about it a little bit. Um, but just like to see her beat herself up over something that we had no absolutely no control over and in the long run it's really you know her body protecting her from it going south further down the line you know luckily enough like we were early enough that we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl we just knew she was pregnant um and while we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl, you know, we spent those weeks loving this little thing, this little them, whatever it is. We started loving them like, you know, like we were going to love them when we saw them. So, you know, for that to to feel like we kind of got robbed by life on that. It was really tough. And for her to, you know, like I said, like just beat herself up about it. It was freaking. it was, and, and you know, the hard days aren't over. This happened. Um, I, whenever the last podcast was, it was that following week that it happened. Um, and then on top of that, you know, like I said, we moved, um, we were, we thought about, you know, pushing the move out and it was kind of like, no, we just dealt with this horrific thing at this apartment. Let's get the fuck out. Let's, let's do it. Let's get out. We're at this new apartment now. Um, and we kind of, we're getting it more set up more, more and more every day. We're doing a little bit here and there. Um, we got the majority of it set up to where now it, doesn't really feel like an apartment anymore like it feels like a little home it feels like our own little home and you know we were we were also bummed that like we weren't going to be moving into a house we we're going to another apartment but this one feels like a place um you know until we're i mean houses everybody knows what what's going on with houses but until like we're able to this feels like a nice place it's quiet it's not in the middle of the Beechwood uh, madness that the other one was. I don't have to 
deal with those those fucking kids with the doors open. Uh, and it's nice. It's quiet. Our neighbor was super nice. First day we were moving in, he brought us a doorstop because there's a door that uh, you have to go through to get to our part of the apartment. He brought us a doorstop. Unfortunately, this is where uh, this is where the podcast is gonna make that turn. Okay, um, I was watching. Originally, originally, I was watching football two weekends ago, and I heard them, you know, going crazy over stuff. I saw them outside. Uh, there's a little picnic area right outside, and I saw someone that they had over in a brown shirt. I'm like perfect however this last weekend browns are in a bye week right and i hear them going crazy and i'm watching red zone you know i'm watching red zone and i'm like let me just turn on what what game is on that they're going crazy over and uh it's baltimore or who was it was it baltimore steelers I'm like, all right, maybe they were Ravens fans, and that's why they were going crazy last week. It's worse. It's worse. They're Steelers fans. I heard them going crazy every time the fucking Steelers would do something. When they intercepted it, or, yeah, when they intercepted it in the end zone, I heard, ball game! So, that's the only downside. They're super nice people. But they're Steelers fans. So that's a little bit of a bummer. What did I do when I found that out? Well, this apartment, you can have welcome mats. So I ordered me a Cleveland Browns welcome mat, you know? I mean, what else am I supposed to do in that situation? When your neighbors are Steelers fans. I'm pissed now. I'm pissed now. So, let's order. Let's go. Let's go and order ourselves a Cleveland Browns welcome mat. Okay? And, look, here's the thing. I, I was going to talk more about, you know, the bad stuff that's been going on, but... Uh, I feel, I feel the emotions coming, so I'm I'm trying to make that left turn, because, I. I just want to talk shit about football because it's gonna make me. I would rather be angry than sad, and. That's uh, that's just where I'm at, you know. I've been drinking a lot, lately. I, I'm not I I'm not dealing with things in probably the healthiest manner. But I'm dealing with things, right? And I'm dealing with, with them in, in my matter, which is I've been reading a lot of fantasy football articles. I've been, like I said, I've been drinking a little bit much. I got to taper back on that. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe I'll revisit that in another episode. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that life has been tough for us uh, lately. Life has been pretty fucking tough, man. 
And uh, when when bad things happen, you know, Rogan always says, uh, tough times, hard people make uh, easy times, easy times make, I don't know what the fuck he says, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to leave from Starbucks as well. That was, I, I actually took the leave from Starbucks for the move. This happened. I don't know if I'm going to be going back to Starbucks. Um, I, I think I'm going to try to make it work with just having my one job, have a little bit of peace of mind, have a little less money, but more peace of mind. Um, you know, Jenna and I talked about that. It's We're going to see what happens. We're going to play this by ear. We're going to fucking take it one one day at a time that's really all we can do right now um and you know i I said i wasn't going to go back to it but i guess i'm kind of going back to it one of the things that one of the doctors said was like you know 25 percent of all pregnancies end this way that means you know you can have four four pregnancies you have four perfect babies you got four pregnancies all of them can be miscarriages it's not you know it's it fucking sucks yeah, it really fucking sucks. That's life, man. And uh, I'm trying to stay positive. Trying to stay positive because it's like, you know, most for the most part, I'm healthy. Jenna's healthy. You know, her body did the right thing, even though it fucking, it fucking sucks. It was the right thing, and it probably saved us from something horrible happening down the line. Right? So... We're going to take some time. We're going to regroup. We're going to get into a better mindset. We're going to try to get a little healthier physically, mentally, you know, fucking spiritually. And we're going to regroup. We're going to try again. And hopefully this next time we get a little perfect baby. And you'll be getting a whole bunch of different stories coming up in the future. Right? That's all we can. That's all we can hope for. And, uh. You know, our families have been fucking incredible. Our families, our friends, they've been, everybody checking in on us. Appreciate the shit out of you guys because I don't know how we could do it without you. You know? Um, fuck, man. I, I've lost so much money on fantasy bets. Uh, you know, it, but, you know, who cares? Who the fuck cares? The, these bets have been my little escape. You know, I've been getting a little drunk, getting a little high, making some bets. And, uh, you know, some of them don't turn out the way you want. And that's fucking life. And if the little high that I get from placing these bets that are long shots is helping me, you know what? So be it. So fucking be it. Um, I have a couple bets tonight. I don't know if anyone is going to listen to this. I always do these podcasts at the wrong time. You know, I, I should do them. But if I do hit on these, let me uh, let me tell you what these bets are. Because if I hit on them, then we're happy. They had a they had a uh, one of those boosted odds things. 
and I don't even know if it was like how boosted it was, but it was Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson to have uh, 200 or more passing yards. That was boosted, quote unquote, boosted to plus 100. You know, just I, I only threw 10 on that. Um, because not on the Mahomes side, more the Russell Wilson side. Don't know how that's going to go. Also have a little bit of a parlay for you guys, which, wait, where'd the fuck the parlay go? Hmm. Oh, here it is. Um, I have, I, I took an alternate spread because the spread was 10 and a half and I felt decent about it. I, I think Kansas City is going to cover that, but. Just to uh, sweeten it a little bit more, I took Chiefs at uh, six and a half, you know. So I gave up a little bit of odds for that. Um, Mahomes, 250 passing yards. His over-under was, I think, 278, 279, something like that, 275, I don't know. But I I lowered that a little bit to 250. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, anytime touchdown scored. Judy, 25 uh, alternate receiving yards, and Sutton, 25 alternate receiving yards. It was plus 471. I used a 50% uh, profit boost to put it to plus 706. Um, five bucks. I, I threw five on that one. I, I don't feel great about doing these parlays anymore. So um, I only threw five on that. Five bucks wins 40, though. So... 40 ish. Um, it's like 30, 39 and change. But, you know, I feel good about that one. I feel pretty solid. Um, some other bets that I made this week. On Monday, on Monday, it was either Mon- when did I place this? Placed it on the 9th. So was that Tuesday? No, it was Monday. Um, On Monday, as soon as the news broke that Deshaun wasn't practicing again, uh, San Francisco was minus four and a half, which that line has moved, but I put 20 on that one. It was 20, 20 bucks minus 110 at four and a half. I thought that was kind of a no brainer. Because I feel like this could be very, very ugly for the Browns. And I know that's bad karma betting against your own team. But, uh, (laughs) I mean, look, if the Browns are going to trot out P.J. Walker and a bunch of our other guys are hurt, by the way, Najoku's face, he posted the picture of his burns. Oh, my goodness. He was already my favorite Brown he has shot through the roof. I want a fucking David and Joku jersey. I don't buy jerseys. I have a Herbie Verstings jersey that Jenna made me. I have a Chubb jersey that uh, I don't know where my grandpa got it from. But, I mean, if I ever lose a little bit of weight and I can fit in this thing, that's a sick one. It's a it's the uh, the orange, the bright orange jerseys. That's a sick jersey. Uh, but 
the chief man in Joku, my guy. He is my guy. Also have a Brock Bowers to win the Heisman. I put five on that at plus six thousand. Uh I it's offering me like ten bucks to cash it out now, but I think we're gonna let that one ride. We're gonna let that one ride a little bit. Cause if he has an I mean, I don't I don't think he's gonna win the Heisman. But my hopes what my hopes are is that the odds keep going down and that cash out keeps going up. And uh, I think at five bucks, if that cash out gets anywhere near fifty, I'm gonna cash it out because you know fifty bucks. Look, if he wins, I lose. I lose out on two fifty. But you know, with all the odds of like injuries and you know maybe him having a bad game and so you know i i don't want to really risk that so if that gets anywhere near 50 i think i'm going to cash that bad boy out um but some other some other bets i made for the san francisco game san francisco and browns game i threw uh 5 bucks on each of these uh and i did these yesterday uh i have I took San Francisco minus 10.5. I put five on that. I took San Francisco minus 17.5. I put five on that. And here's the big one San Francisco minus 20.5. So if they win by three touchdowns, I mean, look, the Browns lose, but I'm winning a clean little hundo on that. So I'm kind of. Look, if the Browns win and I lose. 25 bucks because I took San Francisco. I'll be fine with that. This was me hedging my love for the Browns. I fucking I love this team and they let me down so much that I, I'm just going with my head on this. San Francisco like it seems like that team likes to beat the shit out of teams. And I just can see this game being super ugly for us. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm feeling good about that one. Another one I made, I took uh, Kansas City, San Fran, Miami, and the Vikings. I parlayed that. Uh, that's plus, plus 216. The old area code on Torrington Avenue. Uh, I threw 10 on that. That pays 32 $10. Make you holla. Um, you know, just having some fun. Those are all on FanDuel. I don't really have any DraftKings in yet. Um, those were just kind of the earlier earlier bets that I made. As far as my fantasy goes, um, so my Parma, the Parma Redmond Athletics are now 4-1. Um I'm in first place. I had to drop Danny Dimes, and I picked up the Bake Show. I'm starting Baker against uh, Detroit. That team, this team that I have, I wasn't super stoked about these guys, but they just keep, they just keep fucking performing for me. I. I they're just really <laughs> these guys are really my fucking guys, man. 
don't know. I don't know. T. Higgins, um, I don't know, man. I don't know what to do with him. I don't. I really don't know what to do with him. That's the only guy on this team. This team, I got Baker, um, Baker and Geno for my QBs. I got Pollard, Montgomery, um, Gainwell, Justice Hill for my running backs. Receivers, I'm kind of fucking stacked. I got Diggs, Gabe Davis, uh, Hollywood Brown, Tutu Atwell, Rashid Shahid, tongue twister, uh, Josh Palmer, picked up Brandon Powell from the Vikings just because I had that extra spot for putting T. Higgins on the IR. Um, so we're going to see how this week goes, I think. I think I'm going to leave it with Tutu instead of... Uh, I think I'm leaving Tutu instead of Josh Palmer or or Powell. And then after this week, we'll see what how T. Higgins looks, I guess. Because, like, this week I'm... It's projected for me to lose by eight points, but, like... I don't know, man. I don't know. Even if I lose this week and, and I get some clear, you know, I'd be four and two tied for first. I'm the only, I think I'm the only team that's, uh, am I the only team that's, yeah, I'm the only team in the league with one loss. So even if I lose, I think I'm still going to be in first place based on points because I'm, yeah, unless somebody goes nuts. But um, if I lose a close one, I'm fine with that. I mean, I'm not fine with that. I'll be fucking pissed. You know that. But uh, I think we're going to be okay. However, in the Acme League, I, I don't know what it is, man. I just can't beat fucking Sternick. It's so annoying to me because he's one of the guys I want to beat the most. Dan and then Sternick. Actually, Brandon. No, Dan, Brandon, Sternick. Sternick, I want to beat him because he's my friend, and you want to beat your friends down in fantasy, and you really want to just, you really just want to beat your friends down as badly as possible in fantasy football. You really want them to have no, no hope during Sunday night or Monday night football. You know, Sternick and I had a fucking close one. I needed now. <laughs> I needed a huge game out of Jaden Reed, who got one catch on two targets for, like, a point. Maybe maybe he had two. You know, I had to cut, I had to cut that motherfucker loose. Picked up Curtis Samuel, who, by the way, the dude just finds the end zone. He is receiver number 30 right now. I was looking at the waiver wire. I had him on my... I, I was thinking, like, should I pick up Curtis... I ended up picking up uh, a couple defenses that I was tinkering with. And then I was texting uh, I was texting with my uncle. He's like, I don't know, maybe you should think about picking up Curtis Samuel. He named a couple other guys. And I was like, no, not, that's it. I was already debating on picking up Samuel. And then he told me the thing about, like, the, the stat of him being wide receiver 30. I looked it up. Sure enough, he's true and i'm like all right i guess i could throw him on my bench this week zay jones has been the zay jones stuff i mean is just so deflating the dude has 
in five weeks, week one, five catches, seven targets, a touchdown. He puts up 16 and a half. He's on my bench. I'm pissed. So I start him the next week. Zero catches, six targets, re- and then he goes out with an injury. All right, fuck. He sits Houston, Atlanta. Like, all right, whatever. He plays Buffalo. Three catches, five targets, and a fucking touchdown. And then re-aggravates his injury. He's very, very frustrating. Also on my bench, I got JSN. The JSN stuff, the Jackson Smith and Jigba stuff, like, I don't know what to do with him either. You know, if I drop him, sure enough, that's going to be the week that DK or Tyler Lockett get hurt, and he's going to fucking eat. But now he's just taking up a bench spot, and I'm hoping one of those guys get hurt. And it's very frustrating. Samaji Pirine, don't know what to do with him. I mean, really don't know what to do with him. Denver's so bad. Jalen Warren, who has, uh, he's been a salvageable running back at the flex. You know, when, when buys come up, he'll be good to have, throw him in there. He's on a buy this week, so that's good. I've gained well because I have Swift and I want, a piece of that Philadelphia offense, Kareem Hunt. I mean, if I'm, I'm holding on to him, probably through, I don't know, man. San Francisco, I, I don't think he's going to do anything. Indy, maybe. Seattle, maybe. Arizona, I mean, probably holding on to him through week nine unless he. Unless he looks awful or the Browns make a trade, probably holding on to him. Like I said, picked up Curtis Samuel, my starters. I got Lamar, Mark Andrews, um, Tony Pollard, Swift, Christian Kirk, who's been very good for me. Gabe Davis, who's been sneaky good for me. Amon Ra, who dealing with this, it was a toe injury, then it's an abdomen injury. He's kind of fucking banged up, and that's, deflating the Cowboys defense where it feels like these guys are either going to put up double digits or a total stinker. They're going against the chargers. I don't feel good about that one. Just, you know, their defense can only do so much. Their offense is so fucking bad. Dak is so terrible at football. He's so bad, man. Um, Josh Palmer, who until they get Quentin Johnston, going i mean which of course is going to be this week gotta hold on to him too but um a couple guys on waivers that i that i really like that uh there's a couple guys on waivers that i really like that i'm not going to talk about because you know you know what fuck it man fuck it who cares Jonathan Mingo was just dropped. I like him a lot. Um, Tyler Algier, uh, Algier, which not like not a super sexy running back to have, but the the workload. Dude's getting double digit touches. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, who 
I don't know, man. No, Kendrick Bourne's not really even on my list anymore. They're just so bad. I don't know what that team's doing. Wandale Robinson, I like him, but the Giants are so fucking bad, too. Uh, Brandon Powell's another one of those guys. He's on He's on waivers. Johnny Smith, sneaky good tight end. I'm, I, I've named myself the tight end whisperer. I whisper to tight ends. Um, and, you know, if you're in my league and you are listening to this, dude, just listen to me. Janu Smith, Logan Thomas, and another sneaky one, Gerald Everett. I, I'm a big Gerald Everett believer. I'm also a big Chig uh, Okonkwo believer. I really like Chig. Kate Otten's not horrible, especially if uh, Mike Evans misses some time. Or, or is actually banged up. And, dude, I <laughs> I said I want to beat Sternick, but, uh, dude, his team, <laughs> I feel bad for him, man. I really do. He picked up A-Chain, A-Chan. He, uh, he's on the IR. That was, they said, I think he's going to be back after the four weeks, though. I think that one was like a precautionary, put him on the IR, we're, we're looking good. Hopefully we don't need him for these. He might be ready sooner, but let's be safe than sorry. The Justin Jefferson one, though. I just keep hearing that the hamstring is, his specific injury is really bad. That they're not expecting him to come back after the after the four weeks. That some people aren't thinking that he's going to even come back till after the bye week. You know, and the Minnesota Vikings without Justin Jefferson, that I think that kind of fucks people that have Madison because who knows how often they're even going to be in the red zone without JJ. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know, dude. And if if that team does tank, what are they? They're one in one in four right now. I think without JJ, you know, you expect them to win in Chicago. Or, yeah, in Chicago. Then they got San Francisco, Green Bay, Atlanta, who's sneaky good this year. Uh, New Orleans. Those are. Maybe go one and three in that stretch. Maybe you you win one against Green Bay, but it's at Green Bay. I don't know. Then they got Denver, Chicago again. Maybe those are two wins. Dude, like this team could really get, this team could really be ugly after the bye week, especially if JJ is not playing. And if after the bye week, you're what three and nine four and eight season's pretty much over you really gonna i mean why are you gonna put jay why are you gonna put jefferson out there again why are you gonna rush him back after the bye week i don't know it looks looks pretty bad for the vikings um and 
then there's all these talks about, you know, maybe they're going to trade Kirk Cousins, just start over, tank a little bit. So, I don't know. that I, I told him on uh, Monday or Tuesday, I told him, dude, try to fucking trade Justin Jefferson. Now, I could be complete, we could be completely wrong, and, you know, maybe he comes back after that. I don't think he's going to, but maybe he comes back after the four-week IR, and, you know, he goes back and... He gets him for the playoffs, but I just, I don't know. I think it could get pretty ugly for his team here. He's starting two tight ends. He's starting Goddard and Ferguson, which I like both of those guys, but um, I, I don't know. He's also got Tank Dell, who's dealing with uh, concussion. Let me look. Yeah, concussion. He didn't practice yesterday. I don't know. I don't know. Not looking good. He's got Kadarius Tony, which I don't know why the fuck people are keeping Kadarius Tony. I get that the Chiefs really like this guy, but he is bad at football. He's really bad at football. Drake London, uh, he's also got, which, you know, the Falcons' pass catchers are just frustrating. Uh, Puka Nakua, who's... You know, solid Chris Olave, solid uh, Rashad White. I think he sucks. <laughs> I told him that I thought he sucked. James Cook. Um, he might eat this week against the Giants, and then he's got New England. Uh, yeah, New England. I don't know his team. Look, I'm hoping for the best for for his team, but uh, it's not looking good. Tell you whose team's looking real good right now. I was just looking at this the other day. Fucking Tech, man. He picked up C.J. Stroud. He's got David Montgomery, uh, Raheem Mostert, Cooper Cup now, Garrett Wilson, T.J. Hawkinson, who I think is like him and him and Addison on Minnesota are just going to fucking feast, I think. You know, who knows? I could be wrong. Higgins, um, when he comes back, hopefully that's that works out. Anthony Richardson, which I think is, he's pretty much droppable at this point. It's getting worse and worse. Four to eight weeks now, um, which four to eight weeks, he's, it's a shoulder injury. I mean, maybe they don't rush him back either. Uh, Jared Goff, his bench is not, not super sexy. But uh, that Stroud through Hawkinson and then Mike Evans, too, has been solid, solid, solid. Hamstring injury, though. Those things are so annoying to deal with in fantasy football. Dan's team, <coughs> four and six. He's got Eckler back. Is he back this week? He's got to be back. 90, yeah, 99% certain. It's an ankle, though, so just, I guess, hope that he doesn't re-aggravate that. Um, Kenneth Walker, who's a stud. Waddle, stud. Ayuk, stud. Joe Mixon, fucking trash. He's so bad. He, and he's had he's had opportunities, too. Like, he's been in positions that he should go off this year, and he just doesn't. Uh, Hopkins, who... I think should 
hopefully him and him and Tan, him and Tanny Hill are uh, starting to get on the same page. So hopefully he starts going trending up. He's got Watson, who I mean, dude, the Deshaun Watson stuff. He was. This was supposed to just be like, this is me as a Browns fan. This was supposed to be a little bruise, uh, you know, like a little injury that after the bye week he was supposed to be good to go. And then it like came out, you know, that he wasn't able to like lift his arms above his head or something, and he. He's been practicing inside, throwing the ball around, but like, I think everybody kind of thinks that he's more so like just playing catch, like seeing how it feels. I don't think, I think this could be, as a Browns fan, I I see the wheels starting to fall off a little bit and it's making me real nervous. And it's not because I think we're going to be two and three. I... I don't know, man. I just feel like this could get ugly fast. Um, after this game, though, we have Indy, Seattle, Arizona, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Denver. Those are all winnable games. You know, we lose this one. We go to two and three. You probably got to go eight and four for the rest of the season. Indy, Seattle, Arizona, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Those are winnable. Denver's winnable. We got the Rams, the Jackson, the Jaguars. Those are going to be tough. Hopefully, you at least go one and one there. Chicago, hopefully, you win that. Houston, hopefully, you win that. Uh, I mean, it's definitely, it's not like the season's over by any means. I could just, I'm just really nervous about this shoulder thing. It's, uh, they keep saying his status is up in the air. I get that you're not going to come out on Wednesday and say he's out because that's the game that you play. But like, hopefully the team knows that he's not playing. Cause I think as like fans, we know he's not playing. If he plays, we're like, Holy shit. Way to go. Way to go. You did it. But like, it doesn't look good. It's a rotator cuff injury as a quarterback. I mean, come on, man. Does not look good for us. Right now, Jerome Ford. Uh, I I have a feeling that like didn't he have a pretty big play in the first quarter of the Baltimore game that got called back? I I don't know how well you're going to be able to run it against San Francisco, but like I don't know I. As a Browns fan, I hope that these guys, I hope that this season isn't wasted, man. Because this is like, I don't, if if the wheels start falling off and we start losing games, like, I can just see this. I could see us going into week 12 against Denver, like, I don't even I don't want to say it. I could see us going into Denver like 4 and 7. And it's so gross. And uh I am upset that I just spoke that into existence. 
what is that? Four and seven, that's what? Yeah, that's 12 games. No, that's, oh, wait. Four and six, I guess? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm bad at math. Baltimore and Pittsburgh, those are going to be two tough ones. Uh, and then we close out the season with Cincinnati at Cincinnati. I mean, they're going to be firing on all cylinders at that point. That's going to be tough. You know, if you're a Browns fan, I guess just buckle up because it could get rough for us. I don't want it to, but, like, it could get fucking, it could get rough. Um, I guess we'll end it there. We got Vern's wedding on Saturday. Shout out to Vern and Davey, the happy fucking couple. I'm so happy for them. Those are two of my favorite people that we're friends with. And uh, now they're going to be married together forever. So fucking stoked on that one. You know, I'm going to go dance and drink and maybe I'll bring my little pen. I'm an honorary fucking bridesmaid. You know, dude, how cool is that? I'm one of Veronica's henchmen. You know, I, I'm on the bride side. You feel me? Davey, I fucking love you too. But like, me and Vern, PB and J, dog, come on. Me and Vern are tight, tight like a taiga. I'm an honorary henchman. When they were talking about this yesterday, we're like over there, you know, making these little gift boxes. And, uh, you know, I really dropped the ball. I should have wore paint clothes because they wanted us to paint their dance floor. But, like, we were out doing stuff all day, and then we just went straight there. And I dropped the ball on that because I should have helped them. And I feel kind of shitty about that. But, uh, you know, I was we were just hanging out with them. And she's like, oh, wait, I got something for you. And she got me. Because of the help, the help me hemp ad that I had, she, which like, dude, they're fucking so cool. They know about the help me hemp shit. They got me the hemp. They got me hemp uh, lotion because they know that they know daddy likes to stay moisturized. They got me some lotion because I'm an honorary henchman. So instead of going, <laughs> instead of going to the wedding and helping the groom get ready and stuff. I'm just going to go bring my positive attitude and overall vibes and hang out with the girls. (laughs) Is there anything, by the way, is there anything more me than not being invited to hang out with the guys before the wedding and just (laughs) hanging out with the girls? I mean, dude. Is there anything more me? If you know me, you're like, but I'm, I'm like, hell yeah, yeah, Steve Austin. Hell yeah. She said, I'm an honorary henchman. I said, (laughs) but now in my head, it's game on. So, yeah, dude. I'm going to go bring the positive vibes. And uh, get Cinderella ready for the ball. And I'm stoked about it. Until next time. 
gonna be after Vern's wedding. Vern and Davey, that happy couple. Shout out to you guys. More shout out to Vern though, because she made me an honorary henchman. Until next time, everybody. Peace.